0: Welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Zolli, licensed esthetician, acne specialist. I'm also the owner of my own virtual skincare consulting practice. I want to share a little bit more about my business today, and the theme of today's episode is really going to be about sharing some example skincare routines for various skin conditions. And... This is really what I do in my business. I do this on a a personal one-on-one level, talking to different people around the country. And how my business really came about was started in COVID. And for those of you who were estheticians, you remember what an absolutely crazy time this was for us because I was working in a medical spa at the time, doing facials, doing a lot of extractions and acne treatments. And then all of a sudden, the world shut down. We all had to stay home. And it was just like, what is going to come of this career? Because it's always been hands on. The funny thing about this time was nobody's skin concerns stopped just because we were at home. It's not like acne was just on pause. If anything, we were also stressed out because this was so unprecedented. We were so anxious, and people could not get in for their regular treatments. A lot of people followed me on Instagram because they saw, you know, I worked at this spa, I had a YouTube channel, I shared some expertise. All of a sudden, I started getting DMs for personal one on one help, people feeling like, you know, acne was popping up out of nowhere. It was maybe getting worse. They didn't know what to do. They were so nervous if they didn't get in for facials that their skin would be kind of forever ruined. So there was a lot of panic, a lot of anxiety, and we know those things can really perpetuate inflammation and oil and be fueled to the acne flame. So I was getting DMs. I was getting even the acquaintances, people I... Knew somewhat from college or you know from elsewhere, asking could we connect by phone? Could they text me? People were just really desperate at this time for some help with their skincare, and this was really exciting for me because it's a, a great feeling to feel like people rely on you as an expert, they want to seek out your help, and to feel like you can support people during a time where things feel so out of control was a really, really kind of magical feeling I will never forget. I started to connect with people by phone. And at first it was, you know, for fun, to help. Slowly, I started charging for talking to people, especially strangers. And I started with $50 consultations. Obviously, my prices have increased since then because I've really kind of mastered this process of working with clients virtually. I'm confident in getting people results. I don't feel like there's anybody I can't help or treat. So anyway, all of this to say, it's really become a passion of mine helping people without touching their skin. It's amazing to see how you can really Heal people through both lifestyle adjustments and their home care. And home care is so beneficial because it is what we put on our skin every single day. And, you know, whether you have a very little interest in skincare or it's your whole life, everybody needs a skincare routine. This is an organ. We all want to be taking care of it to some extent, whether it's two steps. Or seven. It's just something everybody should be doing. So to be able to see real change brought about just from doing your normal necessary skincare routine to me is really, really cool. And it's a great place to start. And today I wanted to share some examples of certain skin conditions and then the products I would recommend for both the morning and evening routine please keep in mind, this is obviously a little bit generalized. I'm not looking at anyone in particular saying, you know, this is the optimal ideal skincare routine for you, but it might be pretty close. I've had a lot of people reach out via DM and just say, even through tips I've shared on stories and Instagram, they've completely transformed their skin. So I want to share some of these examples with you. Maybe it will inspire you or just educate you on the certain product lines that I use. So yeah, take it with a grain of salt, but I hope this is helpful. I'm going to be using both my Free Skin by Tessa line and my Glymed Plus line to create these routines. To me, these are the lines I'm most comfortable recommending to the general public without physically sitting down with somebody and being able to look at their skin. I think there are definitely different products that I use as well, but I really love using Glymed Plus and my own skincare line when I'm talking to a general audience because, for one, if you are just starting out with skincare, I really think healing ingredients and barrier repair should be at the core of what we do. And I really think that's the emphasis of my line. It is kind of at the core of Glymed Plus, even even with their more active ingredients and formulas, Glymed always has this element of balance and soothing ingredients, which I love. And I think that's so important for somebody who's first stepping into professional skincare. I have been thinking about this concept a lot, and I want to do a graphic to further explain what I'm thinking about. But I was thinking about how there's, to me, kind of three categories of what we commonly refer to as sensitive skin. To me, I would break this down as weak skin, true sensitive skin, and sensitized skin. So the difference between these three categories is for one with what I call weak skin. This is skin that has potential to be stronger. It has potential to withstand more ingredients, but it's kind of like somebody who's never touched weights at the gym. We just haven't exercised those muscles. So your skin can be really reactive and vulnerable. And I am the person I'm thinking of when I explain weak skin My skin, when I was first starting out as an esthetician, just so honestly weak. I was using the wrong things. I wasn't strengthening my skin. I wasn't protecting it correctly. So it was just confused. It was a mess. It was very red. It was reactive. It could feel sensitive or or burning at times. But I was also pouring witch hazel tea tree straight up rubbing alcohol, like all the things, charcoal soaps on my skin and doing nothing to create resiliency to make the skin stronger over time. If you you think of acids, retinoids, chemical peels, if you think of those types of treatments, you always want to take a step up approach to using higher levels of active ingredients. And over time, we can strengthen the skin. That's why you might start out with maybe a lactic peel, a little glycolic, maybe an enzyme. And then eventually you can work your way up to a TCA peel. Maybe you can do a Jesner's peel. You can try stronger treatments, but The correct way to go about strengthening skin is a slow step up approach to these active ingredients. So, that's what I think of when I think of weak skin, sensitive skin, is really having to do with nerve endings and having that type of exacerbated reaction to pain and having a higher degree of sensory experience. So some people are truly, truly sensitive. I do find that category of people is not as many people who, you know, might think they're sensitive. Oftentimes they're actually, their skin is weak. They've never used active ingredients and made it stronger, or they've done too much and sensitized their skin. But people who have a true sensitive skin are born with it. So the last category that I'm talking about is sensitized skin. This is... It tends to be skin that is not receiving the correct barrier repair and using ingredients either with too much frequency, using too much frequency right away, like maybe you go right into using your gel tretinoin every single night because nobody told you otherwise and that doesn't last very long because your skin becomes sensitized. It could also be using the wrong ingredients for your skin type, maybe using a pure salicylic toner when you really have more of a dry skin type and you don't need to be dissolving the oil in your skin to that extent. Um, So it could be overdoing it. It could be using physical scrubs that are really harsh. Sensitized skin is essentially just (laughs) either too much of a good thing or too much of Wrong things. So when I'm talking to the general public, a lot of people fall into those categories. And that's where I really love to use my line, Free Skin by Tessa and GlyMed Plus. Both of them emphasize healing, barrier repair, and anti-inflammatory ingredients. So those are the lines I feel most comfortable using with a general audience. And I want to get into the skin conditions and the routines I would recommend for each. Again, these are kind of like blanket statements, general ideas. The first one I want to talk about is rosacea. And rosacea, I will say, is a skin condition that I think there's a lot of lack of education, I would say, and misunderstanding even from professionals sometimes when it comes to rosacea, because rosacea is not a disease of sensitivity in the skin. It doesn't necessarily correlate to being a dry skin type. It can, for sure. Oftentimes with rosacea, you have a defective moisture barrier, and oftentimes the skin can be more dry. But I've also worked on people with rosacea who have a very resilient skin, very oily skin, and they can tolerate a lot of active ingredients. And you want to know that as an esthetician, you don't want to assume every person with rosacea has to be treated with like the most careful gloves and they can never use a retinol. They can never use certain ingredients. That is a myth I have heard perpetuated in a lot of education. And I think people often think that way that people with rosacea cannot use certain ingredients like a salicylic or a retinol. And that's simply not true. It really comes down to the formulation, to the person, the frequency. Everything is bioindividual. I feel like my favorite saying when it comes to skincare questions is, it depends. To start, let's start with a little example rosacea routine. I might mention a few little tweaks just to switch it up for different skin types, but let's start with the morning routine. So in the morning, I believe it's very important for somebody with rosacea to cleanse their skin thoroughly. In my rosacea protocol, that I use to treat my virtual clients. We always go over this. The morning routine is very, very key. We do know with rosacea, one of the components, it's not the whole story, but one of the components that's important is the demodex mite. And we know the demodex feeds off of sebum, our oil, and dead skin cells. And overnight, we produce both. We go through cell turnover, we produce a little bit of oil. So we want to remove that because if we don't, it can really lead to more buildup and actually increasing the heat and inflammation in the skin. So I notice with rosacea clients, this is a big game changer. A lot of people who do feel dry with rosacea tend to just splash their face with water in the morning. And I would encourage you to cleanse. Use a cleanser that's going to put moisture back into the skin, that's going to bind water to the skin throughout the day, that's going to actually improve and soothe the skin through the cleansing process. And I think you'll feel a lot better. Just because you are a dry skin type does not mean that cleansing has to be this harsh stripping event. It can actually improve the skin and make it feel more hydrated because you are again removing that layer of dead skin cells and you can use reparative ingredients. So for your morning cleanse, there's tons of options here, but one that I see is very well received are both my undo and my low foam cleansers. These are fragrance-free, very gentle, soothing, anti-inflammatory cleansers. And I would recommend low foam if you tend to feel more normal to oily or if you like to work out in the morning, if you are normal to dry, or if you prefer more of a cream cleanser that doesn't foam up, go with the Undo. Both are fantastic and I created them in tandem to create the perfect double cleanse. So in the evening, you can use one after the other, but in the morning, you really just need to choose one. And you can alternate them too. Following cleansing, I would suggest using a hydrating toner. Again, because we are often looking at skin that's kind of undergoing constant trauma. Rosacea has many, many Diverse triggers. It can be anything from our environment, heat, sun, humidity to internal stress. I know for me, emotional stress is my number one rosacea trigger. Nothing initiates a flare and heat like tangible, visible. Hot heat in my cheeks. Sometimes it extends to my neck, my chin, even my ears when it's really severe. That happens for me when I am overwhelmed, stressed out. If I am crying, it tends to produce a little bit of a rosacea flare up. And I know a lot of my clients go through the same. And it's so tough because, especially if you care about your skin and that has an emotional effect on you with rosacea it can really perpetuate itself. So you want to take time for self-care. But back to my point, we want to do anything we can with rosacea to add hydration and soothing ingredients back into the skin. So for me a toner, you know, it it's important to me. If you were on a A strict budget and you could only get, you know, maybe three or four products, that's the only case I would say, you know, maybe skip the toner. But if you can afford to get a toner, I think it's a really, really helpful step because it's just an added layer of water-based hydration. And I'm a big advocate of putting water back into the skin and really just flooding the skin with Hydration, anti-inflammatory ingredients, soothing ingredients, and our skin is the most vulnerable after we've cleansed. This is when the transepidermal water loss process happens. It's when water starts to leave the skin. So if you can spray the skin with a ingredient or a formula or a toner that's going to bind moisture to the skin right before tool even initiates. You're ahead of the game. And for me, this was a big step in starting to feel less dehydrated, tight, constantly dry. I used to feel before I got into the world of professional skincare and started using quality products, after I cleansed, I used to feel like the Sahara Desert, like my skin was gasping for water and it constantly felt like that. Now I rarely feel like that, even if I did wash my face and I didn't put anything on. It wouldn't be my ideal situation, but I would feel okay because I have good water levels in my skin now. So I would recommend the Skin Recovery Mist as a nice, hydrating, soothing toner. This tends to be the first toner I recommend to any clients. I love, love, love the Glymed Plus CBD Mist. I would say it's just it's more advanced, it's more corrective, so I always like to start with the skin recovery mist. See see how somebody does and then we can always add in the CBD mist if somebody is up for it, they want to try it out. It is a pricier product, not everyone is interested in, you know, spending $80 on a toner. Skin recovery mist is a lot more affordable and I don't love the word basic, but I would just say it's more of the essentials. It's hyaluronic acid. It's going to provide great moisture. It's not doing anything to correct pigment, but it's calming, soothing, hydrating. Great for rosacea. So for my next step, this would be a treatment step. I would prefer to use a serum. And the serum that I recommend for anyone with acne, anyone with rosacea, anybody who has visible inflammation in the skin, I recommend my Complex. Not only is this packed with four different types of antioxidants, we have three different types of teas in this serum. We have white tea, green tea, and red tea. And then we also have EGCG, which is One of the most potent antioxidants available. This is also a great option for somebody who feels they can't tolerate a vitamin C. If that's you, I think we can get there. Again, it tends to be a situation of, in my opinion, weak skin. Could be the wrong formula. You need to find the right vitamin C for you. But I do believe almost everyone can tolerate vitamin C if it's integrated correctly. However, if you're not there yet or if you want a little hydrating step before your vitamin C, I say go with Complex. It visibly soothes rosacea and redness on contact. You can continually apply Complex throughout the day if you've had some kind of traumatic traumatic event that's brought a lot of heat to the skin. Maybe it's your having a heat wave, it's really hot this summer for you, or you just ran a marathon, or you went in the sauna, you're having a rosacea flare, you got a sunburn. Complex is great for day-to-day, but it's also ideal as that kind of emergency kit item for inflammation, and it does help to soothe the skin and improve redness with continued use as well. So I would say it's a must-have for anyone with rosacea. The next step would be vitamin C serum if you can tolerate it. And I think a lot of people think if they have rosacea, vitamin C is too strong for them. They shouldn't, you know, maybe they shouldn't use it. And I think that often happens because people have negative experiences with vitamin C. And... I think a lot of people feel like it. maybe it's not worth it because they start to break out more. They feel stinging. They feel burning. And they don't notice enough of an immediate benefit. For me, I always try to set the expectation with clients about vitamin C in that it's a long-term, long-tail product. It's something you want to start using now, like whatever age you're at start using it now and use it for the rest of your life because we cannot produce collagen without vitamin C. And it's incredibly important for rosacea because it actually helps to strengthen those capillary walls. I know a lot of you have probably heard my episode with Michelle Phelan from Concepts Institute. She talks about how taking vitamin C internally as a supplement can help to strengthen the skin and actually reduce redness over time. So that's a great suggestion. And you also want to make sure you're using vitamin C topically. I love Glymed's vitamin C because it contains magnesium ascorbyl phosphate. This is the ideal vitamin C for anyone who feels like they're in either the weak, sensitive, or sensitized category. It's not L-ascorbic acid, which is often thought of as the gold standard for vitamin C treatments. I actually don't really recommend L-ascorbic acid much to my clients anymore. I can't think of the last time I did, even though I do have product lines at my disposal that have it. I just think we've kind of evolved past it and found a lot of other ingredients that are more stable, just as effective and consumers prefer using them. And I really love the Glymad Vitamin C because it's a nice hydrating formula. If you prefer something that is liquidy, it wouldn't be the one for you. It's, it's like a liquid, milky type of formula, but I think it's really beautiful. It makes the skin look nice and glowy and feel soft. And I never mind a little bit of extra nourishment. So go with vitamin C. Next up is moisturizer and Glymed really, really nails moisturizers. They have a ton of SKUs. They actually have 16 moisturizers. They're all safer acne prone skin. They're non-comedogenic. They have been tested on acneic skin. They're used in treatment rooms all over the world. So You don't have to worry about them worsening acne. The thing is just choosing the right one for your preferences in terms of the weight and consistency you like and choosing the right one for your skin type. So they have very lightweight moisturizers like Comfort Cream and Oxygen Treatment Cream. And then they have options that are in the middle like the Age Delay Cream, which is really my personal favorite, and then for more rich options, you could go with the intense peptide moisturizer. you could go with the amino acid epidermal sealant, you could even add a little bit of cell balm like I'd say like half a pea size amount into any of the moisturizers to make it a little bit thicker and Glima just went through a huge rebranding. you guys. if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I'm gonna put the link to my authorized professional Glymed store in the show notes. Go, just go take a peek at the packaging. I think it's really beautiful, simple. I like the colors. It looks good. They did change, I think, like almost all of the names. So there's a chance I kind of stumble and and confuse the new names with the old ones just because I've learned those for so long. It's going to take me a little minute to... To learn the new ones, but they do have the old names next to the new names of the products, so that does help. Lastly, for a rosacea morning routine, the most important step would be sun protection. And GlyMed also has a few options for sunscreen, so you can check those out, but my personal favorite is I think they're calling it the moisturizing sunscreen let me double check that's right moisturizing protection cream interesting that is my personal favorite spf of all time that is untinted it is both a chemical and physical sunscreen i find it blends out really nicely and it does leave the skin feeling nice and dewy and moisturized so if you prefer a more lightweight option all of the other sunscreens are more lightweight. I like that this one feels really pillowy and cushiony, but it is again still safe for acne-prone skin types. And for the evening routine, again, we want to make sure we really cleanse the skin thoroughly. I do recommend a double cleanse for everyone unless, you know, your skin has recently gone through some sort of trauma, you're having dermatitis, You feel, you know, sensitivity and burning. Those are times where, you know, maybe you don't need to double cleanse. But everyone else, you should be good to go. And I think, again, it's great for rosacea because we want to remove, of course, any makeup, SPF, dirt and debris from the day. And then we want to get in deeper with our second cleanse. So for the cleanse, I would prefer to do undo followed by low foam. You could also mix and match here and you could do undo with the glycolic facial cleanser, which used to be gentle facial wash. I'm so glad they changed the name because it's a stronger treatment. This cleanser does have glycolic acid. And for somebody who's never used glycolic acid, I wouldn't say it feels particularly gentle. So I do like that they changed the name to glycolic facial cleanser. Glycolic acid is an incredible choice for rosacea. There are a lot of different percentages, formulas, so you can probably find a formula that works for your skin type. But glycolic acid actually stimulates hydration in the skin. I recently did an Instagram Live with Jan Marini. It is up on my Instagram page, at MySDTessa. Go check it out if you want to hear Jan really go into glycolic acid and why it's great for rosacea. She was one of the pioneers of glycolic acid in this industry, so she really, really knows her stuff. But it's great for rosacea because not only are you able to dissolve and dislodge that cellular glue that can lead to you know, build up over time, you're also able to stimulate more moisture in the skin through the use of an acid, which I think is very cool. As an alternate step, Glymed also has their new cleanser. This is a mandelic cleanser. It's called the idyllic cleanser. I have it coming in the mail. I cannot wait to try it. I'm going to have to do a a little first impressions on Instagram but i'm so excited to have some mandelic options for my clients i know a lot of my friends rant and rave about mandelic acid and i need to explore it more and i'm glad glymed has decided to add it to the range and i just i look forward to trying the product more i've had a very limited limited experiences with mandelic i've tried face reality And I think that's about it. Like, I've tried that serum. I've never seen it in a cleanser. I'm sure it's out there, but I personally haven't used one. So I'm excited about that. I would recommend using the Glycolic Facial Cleanser or, again, the Mandelic Idyllic Cleanser two to three times a week. You might be able to use it with more frequency frequency with time, but again, a slow step up approach is ideal for everyone, especially rosacea. Consider this like your treatment cleanse. It's a little bit of exfoliation and it's going to help soften the skin and again, dislodge congestion, help with resurfacing, help with redness and tone. So that is a great treatment step for rosacea following the treatment cleanse, or maybe you just do a normal cleanse, this is where it really comes down to your degree of sensitivity, what you can tolerate, do you produce oil in the skin, and just where is your skin at? Are you in a really vulnerable place? Are you in a stable place where you can tolerate more treatment? in this next step, I would use a treatment product such as a serum. I would either use Glymed's new name for it is the beta gel. It used to be the AJ Accelerator, which is a 10% glycolic acid serum. I would like to use either a glycolic serum or Glymed's retinol serum. And I think retinol can actually be very beneficial for rosacea because for one, it is an anti-inflammatory. And two, again, we know the Demodex really proliferates with a buildup of dead skin cells and oil. And we know retinol acts as a drill sergeant in the skin, really helping to regulate both of those mechanisms, both oil and cell turnover. So as long as you can tolerate it, you can use a retinol as a person with rosacea. It's just really about monitoring the skin. Maybe you do a patch test. I'm a big fan of a patch test. The way I like to do patch tests is testing on a small section of the face in one of the more sensitive areas and applying it three nights in a row. If you don't experience any reaction within those three days, it's likely that you will be able to continue use of the product. And with retinol, a good rule of thumb is adding one night of of use per week. So maybe you start with two nights per week of using the retinol, and then the next week you go for three nights. The following week you go for four nights. And if you start to notice sensitivity burning, too much dryness. You could do a couple of things. You could use the sandwich method, applying moisturizer, followed by a retinol, followed by moisturizer again. Or you could just stick, you know, say you feel like, okay, four, it feels like maybe, you know, I'm starting to experience some dryness, but that's normal and expected with retinol. Maybe I just stick with four nights a week applying my serum, followed by moisturizer. You can kind of gauge it, see what works best for you. Ultimately, I like to get a client, if they're able to, I like to get them using a retinol every single night. We want to make sure we're treating at a dose-effective level. One of the biggest missteps I see with a retinol is not using it enough. I think people can get afraid they're going to overdo it. Maybe they have retinol trauma, which I certainly do. The first time I started using retinol, it was, of course, a prescription. They gave me the gel tretinoin, which has an alcohol base. I did not have a barrier before, and I didn't have a barrier after. My face was peeling off like Elmer's glue, and it was so sensitized, so red, Never forget using my little glossy eye cleanser and just so much burning. So there was no going back to that retinol for me because I'd pushed it too far to a point where I couldn't return. And then I, I couldn't use that product ever again. My skin just it developed a dislike for it. So it's better to go slow versus compromise the barrier, have to stop everything, and have to go days without treatment, you know? Okay, so that is the treatment step. And then last but not least, of course, moisturizer. Always want to use a moisturizer. And for rosacea, again, really pretty much all of the and moisturizers are supportive for rosacea. My personal favorite, again, is the Age Delay Cream. So I would either do that if I was kind of a normal skin type. If I was very dry, I would go with the amino acid epidermal sealant or amino acid epidermal sealant and a little bit of cell balm. I'm thinking somebody who lives, you know, maybe in a very cold climate during the winter who feels super dry. That would be a beautiful combination. Another option for somebody who is maybe normal to oily would be using the rosacea relief, which I love. It contains iosin, which really, again, helps to support those capillary walls. That's the name of the game. Like same thing with vitamin C. We want to support those little capillaries because when they distend due to trauma, maybe it's extreme heat or extreme cold, that's when we start to notice more redness, more visible capillaries in the skin. They're not broken capillaries, but they are distended. And you might notice, again, more redness, more tail injectasia. So rosacea relief is a really great moisturizer to support the capillary walls. When it comes to rosacea relief, the finish is a little bit more On the matte side, like it's kind of like a satin to matte finish. So if you are oily, you would love it. I even use this on acne clients sometimes if they like that kind of finish, because it helps to control control their oil and it is also anti-inflammatory. So it's a great option. If you are on the dry side, you may not love it as a standalone moisturizer. What I would do instead is combine it with the hydrogel to get more of a moisturized feeling, or I would apply it over top my normal moisturizer. So say you use the age delay cream or intense peptide, any of the more medium to thick moisturizers, you could apply rosacea relief as the last step or even as like a little spot treatment on the areas you notice redness and inflammation. If I am in the midst of a flare, I'm going straight for Complex, my anti-inflammatory serum, and I'm applying Rosacea Relief. Those are must-haves for me because my flares can get very painful. I have Neurogenic Rosacea, which is mainly internal. We don't totally know the cause. We know there might be a component of an overactive immune system. Makes sense for me. I have an autoimmune disorder and we know sun exposure may play a role and we know emotional stress is a trigger as well. So for me, when I get a rosacea flare, it can be extremely painful. You feel very helpless and you need products that are going to immediately reduce the heat in the skin and calm the skin. So I reach for those two. I will even suck on some ice chips or a popsicle. If I get desperate, I might go to my freezer and you want to avoid extremes with rosacea, like if if you had rosacea, I wouldn't recommend putting an ice cube directly on your cheeks, but if I kind of open the freezer, And just let that, you know, frosty mist to kind of surround me. It feels really good and it does help to cool down my temperature. Cold rolling is also a great tool. Making sure you have fans around you, cool compresses. Sometimes I'll roll up some washcloths, kind of soak them in cold water and put them in the fridge That way I can put them on my neck if I need to cool down. That's also great for anybody who works out and has rosacea. And then I wanted to recommend just a couple little treatment products for somebody with rosacea. Those could be kind of the main routine. And then as far as weekly treatments, again, rosacea relief, great to have. If you are... Somebody with rosacea who has very compromised skin, I would recommend the CBD hydrotherapy mask. It is incredible for inflammation, rebalancing of the skin, and it is very moisturizing. You might feel a slight tingle at first if your barrier is compromised. What I noticed with this mask is it does help to strengthen the skin over time. So if you're in that category of weak skin... You might really, really love this mask over time. Another option for, I'd say, more normal, oily, and resilient skin that has rosacea would be the sulfur mask. Sulfur can be great for rosacea. It can also not be great if you are, say for me, sulfur would be the wrong choice because I'm normal to dry. I don't produce a lot of oil and... It can be too strong of a treatment for me, but for somebody else, an oily skin with rosacea, it is magical. So again, goes to show there can really be differences with rosacea. It's not like there's one face of rosacea and that's, you know, the rule of thumb for everybody. And then some products I think would just be nice to have would be the Fulvic Elixir and the CBD Booster. Also, anti-inflammatory serums. I like to have one or two of these in my skincare arsenal. I will cocktail them. Maybe I'll mix them with a mask. And yeah, they're just nice to have to bring down inflammation to boost the antioxidants in my skin, fight free radical damage, and help to make my skin more strong and resilient, protect it from the environment, especially if you live in the city. Okay, let's move on to the next category. I could talk about rosacea all day, but I want to talk about acne next. I wanted to do a routine for hormonal acne. And I wanted to create a little routine for somebody who's struggling with hormonal acne, who's really on a budget. I'm going to share kind of a budget routine idea and then a routine with you know, some more options for somebody who's willing to invest. Okay, so for hormonal acne on a budget, one of the most important products I could recommend would be the Skin Wash from Glymed Plus. I hope this is still the name. I'm going to link everything below. I'll write these routines out in the show notes just in the same order that I've said them. And I'll make sure everything is linked. But the Skin Wash is a benzoyl peroxide cleanser. And for inflamed acne or cysts, benzoyl peroxide is really one of my go-to ingredients. With hormonal acne, there's that component of inflammation. And we know benzoyl peroxide, it fights inflammation. Benzoyl peroxide is even approved for rosacea because it's an anti-inflammatory. So that's a great way to both address inflammation in hormonal cysts as well as address bacteria. Bacteria is a key component. If you haven't listened to one of my more popular episodes called the ABCOs of acne, I highly recommend it. I talk about the four components that we're dealing with when it comes to acne, and those are androgens, bacteria, Skin cells piling up and oil. It takes all four of those things to have an acne lesion. And again, when it comes to hormonal cysts, the bacteria is a key component. It's key in all types of acne, it's always there to some extent. If we can oxygenate and kill the bacteria in the follicle, acne cannot proliferate, it cannot survive. So, Benzoyl peroxide is a really powerful ingredient for hormonal acne. You want to be using it if you struggle with this condition. BPO can be tricky. I really love the Glymed formula because it has an aloe base. So it's very different from you know, your mom's BPO, the BPO you'd get from a dermatologist most likely, or over-the-counter. This is a really well-made formula that's not only effective for acne, but also very soothing. So I would use the skin wash in this routine for sure. This is where you want to play with it in terms of the cadence and the number of days you're using it. Somebody might be able to tolerate it morning and night, which would be super effective and awesome for hormonal acne. Somebody else might have to start with two or three times a week and kind of work their way up. So... If possible, I'd love for you to have two cleanser options, even if you're on a budget. I think this will take you a long way. There's going to be times, you know, you don't want to use your BPO for every cleanse. So I would have a normal cleanser and a treatment cleanser, if if you could. Um, And for a normal cleanser for hormonal acne, I would recommend either my low foam Or the Mega Purifying Cleanser from Glymed, creamy cleanser that's very soothing. You could also do the pre-treatment foaming cleanser from Glymed Plus. Or they have their Gentle Gel Cleanser. So a few different options for a normal cleanser. In the morning, let's say you can tolerate it. I'd say start with the skin wash. And then bear in mind, this is very bare bones. Like imagining somebody can only afford... Two or three products for the morning and the night. Next, since you've done your treatment cleanse, I would follow with a moisturizer. And for moisturizer, the most budget friendly option from Glymed is the Comfort Cream. It's awesome, incredibly water rich. It's made with a 200% aloe vera base. So instead of getting water as that first ingredient, you're getting soothing, hydrating aloe vera. This feels like a tall drink of water on the skin. It's pretty lightweight. So if you are dry, which dryness and acne can certainly occur at the same time. If you are dry, you may not love the comfort cream. If you're normal to oily, it's kind of perfect. It's my go-to summer moisturizer. And again, it would be the most Budget friendly option. It's around $40 and it really does tend to last. It's also very easy to travel with. It comes in a lightweight tube. So I just love that product for the summertime. So soothing. Great if you've been in the sun, if you have irritation of any kind. Not only is it lightweight, it's going to be very soothing for hormonal acne inflammation. If your skin was a little bit more dry, you would want to choose something else and some other options for moisturizer, although none of these are quite as cheap as the Comfort Cream. Instead, you could use the Intense Peptide Cream. That one is a pretty true medium weight, but it feels nice and rich on the skin. I honestly love that moisturizer. It's a great, great uh, kind of good for everyone universal type of moisturizer, Next, we have the Daily Repair Mega Moisture Cream as my second choice. This actually contains onion bulb, which is very helpful for acne. If you are a sensitive, weak, or sensitized person, you may not love the Daily Repair Mega Moisture Cream because you can feel a little tingle effect with the onion bulb. But if you're not sensitive, if you're kind of a normal skin type, you will love it and you'll get a little added benefit for acne management during the day. And this is Glyman's number one selling moisturizer. I think people like it because it's incredible for dryness. It feels like a very thick, rich moisturizer, but it's actually this incredible formula for acne that's not going to clog your pores. And then, of course, a non-negotiable would be sunscreen. So you could either choose the oil-free protection moisturizer for something lightweight, or if you're dry, you could use the moisturizing protection cream as your sunscreen. And if you were on a very strict budget or you really just wanted to do two steps, you could even do the skin wash and then the moisturizing protection cream because that SPF actually has a built-in moisturizer. So that would be like a very effective, really nice option for something that's literally just two steps. And then when it comes to the nighttime routine for hormonal acne, I want you to double cleanse, of course. So as always, you can do undo followed by low foam, or you could even choose the mega purifying cleanser You could even choose the vitamin C cleanser, which is very calming for sensitivity and inflammation. If you can tolerate it, I would use the Skin Wash benzoyl peroxide cleanser again in the evening as my treatment cleanse. And again, if you were on a budget and I could only pick one product for your hormonal acne, that's where I would start with the Skin Wash. I think A active cleanser or a BPO cleanser is a great place to start with that ingredient because I would say it's one of the ingredients that can be a hit or a miss just depending on the acclimation and how that goes. People can easily get turned off from an ingredient altogether if they use a bad formula or they use it too often, but generally with the skin wash, it's totally safe to use it twice a day. Just as always, go slow, see how you feel. When it comes to acne management, I think one of the keys that has been so important for my success in my business and a lot of the more severe grades of acne that I've treated very successfully lately I have one example up on my Instagram that was recent. These are higher grades of acne. The client I recently worked on was actually going through pregnancy. She could not use any prescription drugs, obviously, but I wanted to give her the best possible result. So I was able to get approvals from her doctor through various stages of her pregnancy which was really cool that her doctor cared enough about her, her mental health, and her acne to say, to to kind of be involved with me and approve increased levels of ingredients safely, you know, depending on where she was in her pregnancy. Because a lot of doctors, either they just don't have the time, um, they're not as invested, and they don't give You know, people kind of a green light on certain things, or they kind of write off everything (laughs) except for maybe AHAs, um, which are still helpful. But for hormonal acne, for inflamed, more stubborn, severe grades of acne, I want to use benzoyl peroxide and retinol personally. So with this client, we were able to really transform her skin, get it looking like very pristine. You would never know she struggled with a lot of inflammation and hormonal acne. The key for us was treating her a little bit more aggressively. And when I say aggressively, it's not using something inappropriate for her. All of the treatments were strong, but they were appropriate for her skin type. We would slowly test things, make sure they were safe before applying all over. We would introduce you know, new products slowly a couple times a week and work our way up. But we were able to really layer active ingredients and get benzoyl peroxide on her skin morning and night. And that was key for getting the inflammation down. And it was key for her specific skin type and for just being a a person that is prone to congestion and inflammation in the follicle. A cyst happens when we have a leak or a rupture in the follicle. It doesn't always happen, and that's why some acne never becomes inflamed. But for some people, they're really prone to that inflammation in the follicle. It happens. The follicle blows out, and that's where we see a lot of redness, swelling. It's inflamed. It's infected. So we need to get in there. With the appropriate treatments, and that's what we did. We used benzoyl peroxide in the AM and the PM. So, for one person, I might do the skin wash as their treatment. For somebody else with more stubborn, resilient skin, I would follow this step with either the retinol or the skin med number five. And I know Glyman has renamed this, it might be called like clear skin serum, something like that. I'm going to Put the name and the link again in the show notes. But I would either use a retinol serum or the Skin Med number five. And I would use this on areas that the client is prone to congestion. With Skin Med number five, some people can tolerate it all over their face, other people just use it as a spot treatment. For me and my approach to acne, I'll use a spot treatment, you know, to make make my clients happy because they want something to treat the inflammation. But for me, it's never it's never like <laughs> their program revolves around a spot treatment because that is a reactive approach to acne. Acne can take months to form and the follicle can take up to 3 months to form. So, it's got to be preventative. You have to be treating every single pore every single night because we don't know where the next breakout is gonna be. We don't know where that next leak or rupture in the follicle is going to occur. So we wanna try to treat all over. If you are somebody who never breaks out, you know, like above the lip or on the chin, maybe those are areas you get flaky and dry, you never break out, you could maybe skip the skin med number five in those areas. But if you could tolerate a thin layer or even mixing the Skin Men number 5 with hydrogel, I would like to treat the whole face. Another option here is the retinol serum. For retinol and acne, retinol has, you know, for a long time been kind of inappropriately nicknamed the gold standard for acne. I think it's a hugely helpful ingredient, and usually it's pretty essential. But for me, I don't see retinol as the only active ingredient being enough to clear most long-term acne sufferers. If it's somebody who gets an occasional breakout, yeah, putting them on a retinol serum or tretinoin might be all they need. For, I'd say, people who are really true chronic acne sufferers, they need retinol plus something else, plus an AHA, plus benzoyl peroxide if they can tolerate it, plus salicylic, plus azelaic, different ingredients that are able to dislodge, again, that cellular glue or kill bacteria because with retinol, it's really targeting cell turnover as the main mechanism that helps with acne and that is hugely helpful because we know acne sufferers are producing keratin at a higher rate than your average person so if you're able to assist with that cell turnover it's a big help retinol does help a little bit with oil but a lot of times it's not sufficient so i do think retinol is important if you could perhaps use the skin wash and then leave the retinol serum on afterwards, that would be hugely helpful for hormonal acne. So I would do either one of those two treatment steps, Skin Men number 5 or retinol serum. Follow it with moisturizer of your choice. Again, just assuming this is the budget routine. Maybe you're using comfort cream and... With the retinol and the skin med number five, they're probably going to be necessary at some point if the acne is really persistent. But remember, you can always start with the skin wash as your first treatment. It's always okay to go slow with active ingredients. You can always add something else later. So key takeaway here would be skin wash and using something to moisturize the skin. Moisturizing the skin is so important for acne because we don't want dead skin cells piling up in the follicle. That is just as much a negative thing as feeling like too oily from a moisturizer. So you do want a moisturizer. Make sure it's appropriate and make sure you have a sunscreen because we know cysts often leave people more prone to scarring. So you want to protect that collagen. It's going to make your skin rebound to any kind of trauma or scarring um, a lot easier. It helps keep the skin strong. It helps preserve that collagen and elastin, and it's going to help help you rebound from pigment better and it's going to help prevent pigment. And that is super, super key because oftentimes we can clear the acne, but when it comes to true scarring, like a loss of collagen in the skin and indentation or any pock marks, those are going to be worsened by any kind of sun damage and sun exposure as would pigment, so SPF is going to be a non negotiable for any acne sufferer. Okay, I'm going to have to do a part two because I wrote down so many example routines I want to share with you guys, but I love to talk obviously, so of course, we're only two routines in. I just want to finish with a little bit of an elevated version of the hormonal acne routine since we did an example for somebody on a budget, let's do, you know, a little second version for somebody who understands this is a worthwhile investment and is able to do that. For your morning routine, again, I would still probably have you start with the skin wash if you can tolerate it. If you need to alternate your mornings, maybe you can't do it every morning, I would suggest going with low foam. It has antimicrobial properties while being a soothing anti-inflammatory cleanser. Your skin feels so happy and glowy. It just feels like your best possible barrier. It's a great way to remove excess oils without stripping away anything important. So I would either go low foam or the skin wash. And then next, I would love to add the CBD mist into this person's routine, we know CBD is very helpful because it works with our body's own endocannabinoid system to restore balance and homeostasis. And this is incredibly helpful when it comes to fighting inflammation that is very much internally driven. This toner also contains niacinamide, which is helpful for redness and inflammation. So, I'd love to get that added hydration, anti-inflammatory goodness, and even some help with pigmentation and inflammation on the skin with the CBD mist. It's also a very enjoyable step. I think everyone should enjoy their routine of all of the products in my bathroom. CBD mist is one I just look forward to every time I use it. I've used it, I think, for two or three years now without fail, every single morning. So I would love to have that element of luxury and, you know, kind of just fun and enjoyment alongside the corrective benefits for somebody who's struggling with acne because that can be a really hard time for somebody to face themselves in the mirror and touch their skin. So I'd love to give them that kind of little treat. And by the way, the CBD mist is also very helpful for oil imbalance, whether you struggle with excess dryness or excess oil. A lot of people can get more oily in the summertime. And remember, oil is one of those four components in acne. So it helps to drive the condition. It's like fuel to the acne flame. So if we can balance things out, that's very, very important. As my next step, I would like to get a hydrating anti-inflammatory serum on the skin. I have two options that I think are phenomenal. I would either go with my Complex Serum or the Glymed Plus CBD Micro Silver Miracle Serum. As far as differences between the two, they are similar. They are both, I would say you could think of them as very medicinal products, my complex has an extract called Helichrysum Italicum extract. It's actually a really beautiful yellow flower. It has been used in both human and veterinary medicine for years, decades, and it's a very powerful anti inflammatory and antimicrobial ingredient. You can also find this ingredient in my low foam. I just love it. I think it's very unique. I didn't see and like hardly any, I mean, yeah, nobody else I can think of using this specific extract. And I think it's an amazing way to support both acne and inflammation or somebody with rosacea. So I personally love it. The Glymed Plus Serum has been compared to topical steroids in clinical trials. So that is really unique whether you have eczema, psoriasis, perioral dermatitis, just irritated skin, rosacea, or inflammation when we're talking about hormonal acne, it's super, super helpful. You get both the CBD and microsilver. There is a consistency difference between the two. Complex is very lightweight. Think like a lightweight gel. It feels like a slippery jelly. It feels really, really nice. Gives the skin a beautiful glow, but it's lightweight. Whereas the CBD Micro Silver Miracle Serum has more weight to it. Glimet says you can even use it as a moisturizer on more oily skin, normal to oily skin. So kind of just depends which consistency you like. And then of course you could also just use it as a serum for dry skin but Both could be used by all skin types. I would just say if you're oily, I just wouldn't use the CBD Micro Silver Miracle Serum and then a thick moisturizer. But otherwise, either are really wonderful options. And then I would follow that with a Vitamin C Serum. Again, the Glymed Plus Vitamin C is made with magnesium ascorbyl phosphate. This is a very stable form of vitamin C. It's non-irritating. And vitamin C is actually important for inflammation. We talked about it in the case of rosacea. I would also love to use it for a hormonal acne client to help fight inflammation and to support their collagen production. With hormonal acne... My approach with vitamin C is is that I consider it very important. It's not always the first product I give to my client with hormonal acne because we're really focused on the acne and getting those lesions down, getting the bacteria, oil, and inflammation down. But as soon as things are starting to get more stable, this is where... Your client may not be complaining about breaking out as much, but they start to mention the PIE and wanting to start working on that. So this is the point I love to slide a vitamin C into their routine. They're going to love how it feels. It's going to help make their skin feel more glowy, a little bit more moisturized. It's going to help combat redness with time and remind them that we need to start stimulating your collagen production because... We don't have a shot at improving the scarring if we're not trying to stimulate fibroblasts and produce collagen in the skin. So I want to get a vitamin C on them if I can. And that's going to pair really nicely with either the Complex or the CBD micro Microsilver Miracle Serum because those options all have lots of different antioxidants and I also love these serums because they have elements of hydration, and that's going to be really important when you're working with benzoyl peroxide and retinol. As the next treatment step, if somebody has active breakouts or if they have a very resilient skin, I would treat with the skin med number five in the morning too, and then I'd follow that with Comfort Cream and then for the evening routine for a hormonal acne client who's again not on a budget per se i would definitely have them double cleanse cleansing is going to be so key for any for any type of acne sufferer remember whether we are talking about a blackhead or full blown grade 3 or 4 hormonal acne all acne starts with a microcomedo and there's never been an acne breakout In the history of ever, that's never started with a microcomodone. This is a blackhead or a whitehead plugging the follicle. When we have a rosacea lesion, there is no blackhead or whitehead. There's no nucleus. We just have that inflamed lesion. So when it comes to acne, everything starts with a clogged follicle or a pore. Cleansing, thorough cleansing, is really, really important for this reason. It's not enough on its own because we need to get into the follicle to affect change with acne. But cleansing is going to be the foundation for your routine. Most people are likely not spending sufficient time cleansing, and I do have a rule of thumb with cleansing. I'm very passionate about this. This is where my whole skincare brand started was with cleansing and with creating a double cleansing set because I saw so many issues when it came to cleansing. People not cleansing for long enough, people using the wrong products, trying to mix and match, using cleansers that created a residue. I wanted to streamline this process because... I want everyone to nail their cleanse. Like that is step number one for good skin is making sure you have the cleanse down pat. So we're going to do a double cleanse and you could either use Mega Purifying Cleanser as your first cleanse. You could use the Vitamin C Cleanser or you could use my Undo. I... Really, really love my Undo because it helps to soothe the skin through the cleansing process. You will not feel dry or stripped. It's safe to use around the eyes. You can use it to remove makeup. It has such a beautiful, balmy consistency. Like If you love a rich oil cleanser, you'll get that satisfaction, but this will be more ideal for an acne-prone person. We do not want to leave any kind of residue, wax, or coating on the skin with our cleanse. That's really defeating the purpose of a cleanse, which is to cleanse, to remove impurities. We don't want the skin to feel dry or tight, but I think we have gone overboard in a sense with using a lot of these like really emollient oils that can leave the skin very soft because it's really like a a residue or a coating. And it's very easy to congest acne-prone skin. So My Undo rinses completely clean. It's actually been proven and tested to not need any kind of toner after you cleanse. I like to use one for hydration and as an extra treatment step. But you don't need one in the sense to, like, remove any residue from your cleanser. It should completely rinse clean. As your second cleanse... You could either use my low foam, you could use the pre-treatment foaming cleanser from Glymed, which also has some great antimicrobial properties, smells like fruit lubes, it foams up really nicely, so that one's fun. If you prefer fragrance-free, something that you can really safely use around the eyes, go with the low foam. If you can tolerate it, I would have you, again, use a treatment step like the Skin Wash, and just to reiterate, I would love to have a hormonal acne person using BPO morning and night, definitely once per day, because that acne process can occur overnight in the follicle. We want to be using something, whether it's BPO, retinol, uh, a glycolic acid, salicylic acid, azelaic, a combination of those every single night to disrupt the acne process. Because remember, it's all happening with a clogged follicle. Oil, bacteria, dead skin cells piling up. We want to prevent that and interrupt the acne process every night. If you are not seeing progress with acne, it could be that there is something triggering in the system like a birth control or something dietary, oftentimes you're not sufficiently interrupting that clogged follicle. So use the skin wash if you can. You can follow it with a nice soothing spray of the CBD mist. It's going to help balance the skin, restore hydration, fight inflammation. It'll feel really nice after an active cleanser like the skin wash that has benzoyl peroxide. And then... I would follow this with either again complex could be microsilver miracle serum, or it could be the hydrogel. I would definitely suggest getting the skin med number no. five on your skin, in addition, in the evening. If you need to cut the skin med number no. five to make it a little bit more tolerable, hydrogel is really ideal. So I think that's why I put hydrogel as a little option here in case you want to cocktail it with the skin med number five. And then as your last step, you're going to follow this with the moisturizer of choice. It could be comfort cream, it could be oxygen treatment cream. I really love this option because it's a gentle way to get oxygen on the skin without sensitizing the skin. Those are two lightweight options and then for something that's a little bit thicker I would recommend either the Daily Repair Mega Moisture Cream which has the onion bulb or if you just wanted something super soothing that feels nice and rich I would go with the Intense Peptide Moisturizer. And then I did want to list three items that would be in my nice-to-have category. That would be either the Skin Astringent number 2. This is a salicylic toner. And the reason I would recommend having this on board is for any acne lesions that were to pop. Uh, I would hope somebody with hormonal acne is not extracting those lesions because they're very deep in the dermis they will be prone to scarring. They're not ready, so please try to not pick at any hormonal cysts. I know so much easier said than done. We're all human, but try to reach for ice instead. If something does pop, apply a little bit of the skin the um skin astringent number 2 to that area to help kill bacteria. Another treatment that I would love for somebody to have if they are not restricted in budget, would be Oxygen Treatment Mask. This is a really fun mask. It's really popular on Instagram because it bubbles up. It's just fun to use. It's very satisfying to use. I would recommend using that cleanser one to two times a week for more of a deeper treatment. And you could use it in place of your skin wash, That way, you're kind of choosing one treatment cleanser per routine, whether you do it in the morning or the evening. I would also love for somebody with hormonal acne to have the CBD hydrotherapy mask for a couple of reasons. We know with hormonal acne, this is largely internally driven. It can be affected by diet. It can be affected by emotional stress. So I would say do what you can to manage both the diet and, you know, the stress in your life. But I really love to give these types of clients some kind of mask that they can have for pampering aside from their everyday routine, something that they can apply and, you know, relax with, maybe read a book, do a little yoga, stretching in their room, listen to calming music, journal, This is a mask that you can leave on for really as much time as you want. It's going to help support barrier function, balance bacteria in the skin, and of course, support hydration. Again, when we're working with benzoyl peroxide, retinol, salicylic, glycolic, those kind of ingredients, you want to focus on rebuilding and repairing the skin just as much as you're treating with active ingredients. So, you could use a mask like this every other night if you wanted to. You could use it every day if you wanted to. I would say two to three times a week would be sufficient. This is my favorite moisturizing mask of all time. There's no acids in it. It's not going to conflict with any of your treatment products. Just a great barrier reinforcement. And then the last two items I would recommend would be my lip slip and my multi- and the Cell Protection Balm from Glymed Plus. Reason being when, again, we're working with these active products, the areas that we're not producing oil in, say under the eyes, the lips, maybe the neck, these are areas that can get prone to dryness, rashes, irritation. We want to make sure those areas are not neglected as well. So if you're using those active products, I'd make sure you have a great, gentle eye cream. My multi is ideal for both morning and night. You get both a morning brightener and a nighttime age management product. So it's a really great two-in-one eye product. It's a really cosmetically elegant, silky, kind of pearlescent sheen to it. It's really, really beautiful and unique. My lip slip is amazing for supporting dry lips or, again, somebody who's using active products. Lips can get very, very dry, whether it's winter or summer when you're using these types of ingredients. And remember, a lip balm is not a treatment product for the lips. And the eyes and the lips are the most delicate tissues on the face. They're very, very thin, so we want to make sure they They're getting some treatment as well. My lip slip contains very supportive ingredients, ingredients like sea buckthorn oil. It's really going to help nourish the lips and actually treat them, address fine lines and wrinkles, support collagen, and really support that structure and your best natural lip shape and contour. So I would apply the lip slip in the morning and at night. Same for the multi. And then cell protection balm, something that's so nice for an acne sufferer to have. And I want to clarify here, not for the purpose of slugging. I think slugging is very case by case. If you congest easy, you don't want to be applying petrolatum all over the skin. It's not that it causes acne, but If you are prone to acne, if there's active acne or acne that's in its process in the follicle, applying a sealant over top, and bear in mind like the other things you might apply to your skin, serums, moisturizers, then maybe a sealant, it could occlude things. So I wouldn't apply it all over, but it's great to have for areas that are prone to dryness or flaking or if nothing else for the lips. So you can apply lip slip and then apply your cell protection balm over top. And that way we're really, you know, taking care of the whole skin. It's not about just going after the acne. It's about protecting those more delicate tissues as well while we are using more targeted treatment products. Okay, guys, this has been one of my longer episodes. I hope you didn't mind it. I am going to pick up with this little series next week, and I'll just give you a little overview of what's on the docket. I'm going to talk about closed comedones. I'm going to talk about a routine for melasma. I'm going to talk about a routine for sensitive skin, both on a budget and not. I'm going to share a routine for dry skin. And I think that's all I have for now. If there's something else in particular you wanted to see, please let me know. You can leave a comment on my latest Instagram or send me a message. Thank you guys so much for listening. I would really love to hear what you thought of this episode. Remember, I am on Instagram and TikTok at myestitessa. I'm also on YouTube. My handle is Zali. I'm getting more active on YouTube again. I'm loving uploading vlogs and uploading at least bi-weekly. So go check that channel out if you haven't yet. I love you guys so, so much. Take care, and I will talk to you next week.